Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelter, and I recently spoke with Nadja Gaussi, the VP of Marketing at Prezi. We talked about some of the biggest challenges when making strong presentations today. Nadja believes it's vital to focus on collaboration, as most presentations are not created by one person anymore. It's also important to convey ideas in a meaningful way, which often is easier said than done. Uh, This can be done by standing out through better visual communication. Creating visually stimulating presentations is more important than ever, as keeping the attention of viewers is getting tougher. Another suggestion she had was to tell a story with a presentation. You want to move the audience, essentially. It's more important to offer a presentation experience they'll remember and want to pass on to others within their organization rather than just trying to create a slide deck and have a very linear experience. Most of those presentations are done a thousand times and are easily forgotten. All in all, this was a really informative interview. She definitely gave tips for how to make better presentations and outlined where uh, presentations are going. Uh, They're definitely going to get more interesting, hopefully, over time. And um, there are a few actionable tips for how to make your presentations better, too. So without further ado, here's my interview with Nadja. Enjoy. Welcome to the B2B Nation, Nadja. Thanks for talking with me today. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, I'm very glad you're here as well. And before we jump into talking about, which is a really interesting topic, how to make presentations better and and all things therein, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your background in Prezi? Sure. So uh, at Prezi, I head up marketing. Um, Prezi is a bit unique in that we have multiple parts to our business. You know, one part is sort of the growth funnel, which is around acquisition, conversion, A-B testing, velocity, that is more around our consumer or individual license business. And then we also have the business side, which is also focused on more uh, B2B marketing approaches. And these are more traditional business customers across a range of industries. My background, what's kind of unique is I've held roles in marketing for many years. So um, from early stage companies to IPOs and fast growth companies. But what's a little different is that in my background, I've also was had roles in sales and product planning. So one thing I think about, and especially with my team, is having empathy for these partnership type of roles to marketing, because it's important collectively that marketing is successful in an entire uh, functional group. Um, my team at Prezi today consists of a number of different functions. Um, we have product marketing, sales enablement, demand gen, uh, brand launches, PR content marketing, design international representation, and then we're adding a new capability this year around customer advocacy as well. So I'm very excited for that. And um, I guess one thing I'll also share is a little bit about who Prezi is. Uh, I don't know if the whole, if your audience, um, they all know who Prezi is, but, you know, we are a unique presentation software that's today in use by over 75 million users. And because of the really viral nature of sharing Prezi's, Our website visitor traffic puts us in about the top 500 sites in the world. And um, and the reason is, is that Prezi really is a very different way in which through a presentation, you can connect really powerfully with your audience. We have a very different type of interface. It's a a map-like type of overview and you can visually see the relationships between big picture ideas, the details, and then navigate via the, 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 basically the pace and the flow of the conversation. It's not dictated by any type of linear format. 
So that sort of gives you a little background on me, hopefully, uh, a little bit about my team, and then uh, a little bit about Prezi itself. So I know this goal of this podcast is to be uh, as unbiased as possible, but I actually used Prezi for my thesis in uh, in graduate school, mm -hmm. and it is awesome. So uh, to hear 75 million users, that's incredible. Congratulations on that. Um, so as Yeah, actually, you know what, to your point, it's very interesting because we started with a lot of EDU. And as uh, that, 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 can, that group has sort of come into the workforce, they're sort of bringing a lot of technology with them. So that's helped Prezi get into the business mm -hmm. sector where we have a lot of people that tried Prezi, used Prezi in their school environments, and now, now are using it in like business case environments. So it's a very interesting case of the consumerization of software, you know, things that people were used to and then bringing it with them. So sorry, I thought I'd add to your, your comment. No, it's a smart way to grow. That's for sure. And, and speaking of which, I don't think I would be alone by any means, uh, you know, in terms of our listeners of uh, many of us have been through some presentations already in 2017 that uh, I just call them lame ducks, I guess. I mean, either it doesn't matter if it's an internal uh, meeting or if it's, uh, you know, companies pitching for your business. Uh, a lot of times they just miss the mark or they don't keep your attention well or they, they I, they're just not really put together very well. I'll just leave it at that. So, so in your mind, since you know Prezi is one of the uh, the pros in the industry, really, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges when making strong presentations today? Okay, so let me start with some you know questions I would ask and things that I've experienced that sort of characterize when you say lame duck what kind of things you're talking about. Like, for example, you know, when's the last time you were in a session and greeted by a wall of words? And, and tell me what you remembered from that presentation. Or have you been in a presentation with a slide set of 80 and you had to wait to slide 60 <laughs> to get to the one you were interested in? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you ask a question to a presenter and their response is like, you know, we'll get to that later. So, you know, one of the big challenges with traditional formats today is they're very static, they're very fixed, and they lack a lot of contextual awareness. And that's sort of killing the way that I think, or is going to, <laughs> as, as things roll out, uh, traditional formats. So that is, that's kind of on the, on, uh, you know, on the experience side. And, you know, I think another thing that is also changing a lot is the audiences. You know, when you look at, like, for example, salespeople, um, their prospects, many of them have done research before they even get to that meeting. And they already know what they want to learn about and what they don't want to spend any time on. And really, you know, the salespeople have to sort of change their mindset, thinking about what they're trying to achieve so that, so they can kind of get to what their audience cares about and get further into discovery more quickly. So it's a, it's a sort of different way of thinking about adapting what you are presenting to your audience's needs. Um, there's an aspect from a presenter standpoint too. Um, presenters uh, are looking for a way not to stand up on stage and be really nervous because they memorize all these notes or use presenter notes to sort of figure out what their 80 slides say it's sort of this natural flow of conversation that builds confidence and ultimately more mastery of their subjects that kind of gets a more impactful delivery of the presentation. So it's this combination of things that are challenges that we know about in presentations today and where some things are changing in terms of drivers that would force people to think about different ways in which they do present. And what I'll share now is a couple ideas of what we see 
more going forward of what people are trying to achieve through presentations. Mm -hmm. So focus on things like collaboration. A lot of time presentations are not created by one individual that's taken a lot of individuals and being able to capture that and contextualize that. You know, meaningful communication, you know, having a strong message, an idea, something that's sort of, sort of linked to it. You know, having that open idea sharing and adaptability. Um, standing out through visual communications. Visual communications are going to continue to be a more and more relevant and important way in which people absorb information. And in fact, if you look in the tech trends guide that uh, I'll be referencing it towards the end, um, there are stats like 80% of people remember um, what they see versus 20% of what they read. So with the complexity of ever shrinking uh, attention gaps, uh, attention span, you know, that's going to continue to be a challenge is keeping people's attention. So um, anyway, and then there's some other trends in the guide, which I'll reference later, that also talks about the personalized customer experiences that have a, a direct relationship to um, sales improvements. So you know, ultimately, you know, people want to be from people, they don't want to buy from logos, none of these behaviors really align with the way traditional presentations or linear style of presentations occur today. And there's a last point I would say that's an important thing to think about. And we, we, we hear a lot about storytelling and storytelling to, to Prezi, it engages and brings context information that's shared. You're, you're doing is you're trying to move the audience, you know, whether you're live or remote, adapting and engaging is is going to drive memorability me the memorable part of what is your presentation and that advantage especially in a sea of presentations when people get stuff across their desk or sit through legions of presenters one after another are going to help people stand out and being different in terms of you know being able to be memorable is something that a lot of people are trying to achieve in presentations. It's not success is not completing your converse, is not completing your presentation. It's being remembered for your presentation and what you've done. So, so let's dig into that last point a little bit further because that's mm -hmm. that's really interesting. So, so in terms of creating a uh, an experience that's that your audience will remember, I'm assuming that uh, there are a number of you know presentation capabilities that our audience. Uh, that our listeners rather may not even be aware of. So, so what are some of those newer presentation capabilities that could help a presentation stand apart? Yes, um, and that's a really good point. Um, a lot of times when we think about what makes a successful marketer or a successful sales executive in the future, it's not just about technology. It's also about the skills that they need to have to be more effective and what we see emerging in the presentation space is an area, area that um, we talk about called conversational presenting. And this whole idea of conversational presenting is that you're moving and you're sharing information the way your audience wants to consume it. So it's very adaptable, it's very flexible, and it's not a forced fixed march. So um, we've done a bunch of research and one of the um, here, I think there's two interesting factoids that might be interesting for the audience is that there's a, a great majority of people, like 76% of the people in a study we re recently did, about they don't know how to effectively connect ideas and they really want to. So there's this need from the people who are presenting to find a way to better connect and provide context around their ideas so they can be more effective. 
And then for the types of presentations that are done in a conversational format, meaning that you're able to go at the cadence and sharing uh, what your audience wants to consume, that those have been proven to be 43% more persuasive than the exact same type of presentations done in a linear format. So this whole capability about conversational presenting will really drive certain behaviors, you know, engaging your audience, um, being remembered by your audience, and then ensuring that there's a connection between the ideas, how the ideas not just sort of line up in terms of context, but also the use of space, how things are presented together. And these are all capabilities that are a, a real step change from the traditional linear formats that I think people are more familiar with today, but what Prezi sort of brings as a different alternative to the marketplace. So definitely spoke to, um, you know, we don't need to just stick to the linear format. What other presentation strategies, or, or maybe you can expound upon that one, have you found oh, to yeah. be the most, uh, most effective or let's say even impactful for companies to gain or retain business? So, um, okay, here's, here's a really an, another one that I think is another emerging area. And it's thinking about the full life cycle of a presentation. Because, you know, we spend a ton of energy. There's a huge sort of sunk cost getting that one meeting with a prospect. And then, you know, imagine you go into that meeting, you've got your routine pitch deck. And even if it's great, people suffer from sort of this linear format <laughs> fatigue mm -hmm. and they see the slides and they immediately sort of zone out. So, you know, you need this kind of... Um, this thought process about presentations that come alive in the moment, moment, live on longer afterwards, and then get the format. So you've done all this pre-work that sort of engages and gets people to get involved. And that the whole that whole part is sort of the the presentation element that ties together what I would say three pieces when you think about the life cycle. The create is thinking about the context and how you want to communicate and how it all relates. So that's very visually intensive and an important part of when you're creating your presentation. When you present, what I've talked about, conversational presenting, being engaging, and being interactive, is an important part of the actual delivery. So that's how people absorb information. Then there's this back-end part, <clears throat> which is what we called analyze. So the analyze piece is knowing a lot about what happened five minutes after you left the room. So if you know like what people were interested in, what really resonated, that can help inform back to your presentation to not only improve your presentation, uh, your, your Prezi, but then also to adapt and be able to know what your next conversation should be with that, with that customer or prospect. Mm -hmm. So that's just a particular context where it all sort of links together. The whole create, deliver, analyze process becomes, you know, what we think of in the full life cycle of a presentation. So it's, it's a slightly different way. People before didn't have information about how well did my pre, how well was it received mm -hmm. and think about sort of adapting that. So those are, those are all sort of uh, different ways to think about capabilities that uh, 
we think that sales and marketing people need to have. Um, I have something I like to say from uh, the way to think about success in sales is measure it in milestones, not in the number of meetings it mm -hmm. takes <laughs> to get your point across, because success isn't 10 more meetings. Success is uh, having a more effective meeting. You're able to kind of get more discovery done in that meeting than having umpteen more meetings afterwards. Well, that's fascinating that we can have, you know, analytics and reporting with uh, you know, presentations that you create today and that, that you did a great job of outlining where where we are today with the, the struggle with uh, presentations, how to make them better and what solutions are out there to do so. So so let's pull out our crystal ball then for a minute and mm -hmm. look 10 years from now. Uh, what, what do you think presentations look like then? Are we all wearing virtual reality headsets and experiencing it that way or what's it going to look like? So, um, Interesting. There's a, there's a lot of different thoughts about presentations in the future. Number one, presentations are not going to go away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People still need to be persuaded. Um, there's been a lot of talk about AI taking this place of human interaction. But the element of persuasion is also driven by emotions as much as facts. So in terms of delivering the message, you may have things like... Um, AI sort of bots and others that will help provide context or in terms of facts, but the persuasion part still has the element of the human being involved. So uh, we see that as still an important part of uh, the equation. Um, when you talk about VR, VR is interesting. Uh, however, it tends to be more inclusive, meaning like mm -hmm. you're in your own orbit, right, when you're in VR, versus what we think is has more interesting context on the presentation side, which is augmented reality, mm -hmm. because that is a play because it's not just about the presentation material, but you also have the person involved. So you have you have more context from the persuasion side and the the person and the delivery plus the materials that you are presenting. So we think that there are some interesting things. We have an innovation lab within Prezi. We're constantly uh, coming out with new ideas and ways to think about presenting in the future. And um, we're always kind of assessing all these trends to see how they impact uh, presentations. Well, I certainly think uh, Prezi is positioned really well to help shape the future of presentation. So it's neat to hear uh, about the the way that you're continuing to innovate. And um, yeah, for just a minute here, I want to talk about this ebook that Prezi created with Lead Genius. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, it's called the 2017 Total Trends and Tech Guide for B2B Sales and Marketing. Uh, could you give us a snapshot for our listeners of you know some of the trends or insights you found? Sure. Um, in this uh, ebook, it's basically a compendium of different solutions that help support some of the overarching trends that were identified as uh, elements in 2017 for B2B sales and marketing people to think about. Uh, so there are some really interesting uh, subtopics um, ranging from uh, the role of millennials, managing millennials. There's um, a lot of uh, expectations that come in with the millennials into the workforce and having some understanding about how they want to work and how those elements work together. Um, that whole idea of uh, the types of tools they're used to working with and bringing that into the workplace is introducing a whole new set of tools that probably are newer in the stack of traditional tools and enterprises. So millennials is an interesting topic. There's um, Another section on the new CMO and sort of uh, concerns and focus there. 
the consolidated tech stack, you know, things that people should be thinking about. Um, and what's very interesting when we think about the future of work, um, the future of work is sort of a combination of a number of these different elements ranging from um, what are the uh, sort of trends that are coming in because people are used to working with tools at home, the consumerization to the workforce thing. The cloud, of course, is going to continue to be important. And the whole idea that, you know, more and more of these tools will have to integrate. So you become part of an ecosystem. So working well and playing well with others is another element. So uh, in this ebook, I think there's a number of different elements that kind of speak to this future of trust, future of work that I think are going to be very interesting for a lot of your, your readers. And if they'd like to learn more about it, there is a uh, website, b2btrendsandtech.com. So you can get the guide there. And um, just to wrap up on my side, if anybody would like to know more about some of the material I covered today, uh, feel free. Uh, we have a lot of information on Prezi.com, but we also have a lot of, um, we are, we're also able to respond to your questions. If you'd like on success at Prezi.com, anything on today's topics or other questions that they might have. And so I just wanted to kind of wrap with just a couple ways of next steps and how to get in touch. All right. Well, thanks again to Nadja for joining me today. And thanks to our listeners, as always, for following along. This episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening.